Welcome to the Nittany and Badger. In this week's episode, we discuss the craziness of the Big Ten West division and how the Week 10 results shaped this week's power rankings. We also discuss briefly the first college football playoff rankings and how they will change after this week's results. Let's get to the show. Welcome into the Nittany Badger. Uh, I'm your host, Shane Lennon, joined by my co-host, as always, Corey Heideman. How you doing tonight, Corey? I'm pretty good. How are you? All right. Uh, let's get into it. Uh, I'll let you lead off with the uh, Maryland at Wisconsin game. The Badgers won 23-10. Uh, pretty good game for them. Uh, so what were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, uh, can't complain. We kind of lucked out on the weather being in our favor for sure mm. um, just for the style of game that we usually play it was definitely a running the ball kind of day um, so that helped out a lot Mertz I mean looked pretty bad passing but so did Tago Valoa so I think it was just uh, not worth reading too much into it just tough day to throw the ball with that wind and rain and whatnot yeah the entire Midwest was really yeah, funky all the, weather all the games that were in the midwest kind of had a lot of weird scores for mm-hmm. most of them um but i don't know we looked pretty good maryland it's a better team than we would have thought going into the season they actually seemed all right and pretty game uh for the most part but i would have liked to have seen us do a little better in the second half we had a 17 nothing lead only ended up winning by 13 i don't know if we uh just kind of took our foot off the gas, lost a little focus or what, but yeah, I would have liked to have seen a little stronger second half performance, but overall, W is a W. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you more than doubled their rushing yards. I mean, yeah. that was that, like you said, it was tailor made for your guys' kind of style. Yeah. Uh, and Garendo, uh, this is the second game where he's done pretty good. He had 114 on only 12 carries, which I was never a huge fan of the guy, so I got to give him credit. He's actually uh, stepped up pretty big in Malusi's absence mm-hmm. and looked pretty serviceable. Yeah, I mean, his one carry was 89 yards down, <laughs> yeah, the, so down the sideline. Um, <laughs> that, that helps. Uh, but it was good on him because he was right up against the sideline to stay in there and not get pushed out. And, and, yeah. you know, and he had the convoy in front of him with the blocking and everything, so that was, was a good run. And then Braylon Allen, of course, had his – had his carries, got 119 yards. Um, he was good as usual. I did see that he went, he left the game again for a little bit, and then he came back. I don't know if it's just like if he's getting banged up or if he's they're just taking him out for some time frame or. Yeah, probably a little of both, but yeah, he is getting a little banged up. But I think he is having some problem with his arm or his shoulder or something like that. Okay. But seems to be upper body, which I guess. If you're running back, it's better than lower body. So yeah, that's why he seems to be able to come back into the games. But yeah, I mean, he is a bruiser, so he's going to take a beating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're going to they're gonna target him. All the, you know, the def- opposing defenses are going to target him, so he's, yeah. he's going to take the hits. And I thought the Wisconsin defense looked much better um, than they had in the past. They're actually getting pretty good uh, pressure on the quarterback. Mm-hmm which is nice. So a combination of that and the crappy weather, they're able to keep uh, to his brother in check. Yeah, I wrote and, it down here. It was five sacks, seven tackles for loss, and an interception. Yeah, so, they were just busting through the line, which was nice to see. And mm-hmm, kind yeah. of reminiscent of old Wisconsin defense that they hadn't shown much this season. So it was a pretty good game. We'll take the W. Kept their running back in check for the most part so yeah total yards (laughs) i was just gonna say one 189 you held him 189 holding at any team under 200 is impressive yeah i was gonna say i would have liked to have seen a little bit more spread in the score yeah maybe 30 to 10 at least but that's just nitpicking when a win's a win if you have the lead i guess maybe they weren't really pressuring for another score but yeah, no, it's a, you know, Maryland was coming in with only two losses and, uh, but we didn't know how good they really were because maybe their most impressive win was against SMU. 
they really hadn't had a lot of quality wins, but they were, you know, they, they held their own against Michigan, you know, and that's why I thought maybe they could be pretty good, but every week's, you know, different. And they just, I think they were affected by the weather a little bit more, couldn't get the passing game going. And um, it just, it fell apart. And now, now they got to go on the road again against Penn state. And we'll talk about that game uh, towards the end of the show. But uh, now I'm kind of worried that they're going to come in all mad next week against uh, Penn state, but yeah, thing on another day with decent weather, uh, they probably could have made a pretty good game out of it. But for the most part, Wisconsin controlled pretty much the whole game. Never was really in doubt. Yeah. Well, I mean, weather affects both teams, so it can't be an excuse for every bad weather game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mertz was 5 of 18. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, it's not great. No, no. But on a day like that, you can rely on your running game. You had two guys to go over the century mark, so that's always that's always a positive. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else on this game? No, that's pretty much it. On yeah. to the next. Yeah, yeah. I mean, talk about the rest of the games. You guys are right in the thick of the West now. Yeah, somehow <laughs> I had pretty much already conceded that that wasn't even in the cards but i guess mathematically it's in the cards but still not overly optimistic no but i guess Illinois. yeah there's a path illinois would have to lose two yeah um and and that's possible they play purdue they play michigan but there's some Uh, weird tiebreakers pretty bad yeah, Purdue did look bad, but there's some weird tiebreakers too. Because like the Michigan game is an East foe, and like so, Illinois' two losses in conference right now have only been to two East foes, so they still are perfect in the West. If they go, you know, Illinois is still in the driver's seat because all they have to do is is win their West games left. They could still lose that Michigan game, and they would go to Indy. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, but it's it's. It's anybody's game, honestly. Everybody's mathematically uh, um, in it except for Northwestern. Um, well, maybe Nebraska has been kind of, but they're only like two games out, but there's only three games left. So Yeah, and I mean, really, uh, from my perspective, Illinois has the easiest remaining schedule too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that Michigan game, yeah, they're going to lose, whatever. But Purdue's looked pretty bad. And Northwestern. Resurgent Northwestern. All of a sudden, but uh, yeah, they're not no, gonna win. No, we'll talk about that game, but that's nah. yeah, <laughs> no, so, yeah. I think they have it pretty much in the bag, but they, I mean, they could blow it. I don't see it though, yeah. All right, well, yeah, we'll talk so a little bit. Well, sorry, Wisconsin, yeah. Minnesota, Iowa. I mean, we'll play each other, so it's like you know, someone's gonna lose a couple games there, yeah. If Illinois, I mean Illinois benefited. We'll we'll talk more about the game, but by them losing, they also benefited from Purdue losing too, because Purdue mm-hmm. was really the only team that had a, I would say, realistic shot. But now they lost, and so, but yeah, it's 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 a jumbled mess. It's a complete yeah. mess out there. Whereas there is more clarity in the, you know, it's only two teams over in the East side. We know who's going to go. It's either Michigan or Ohio State. But right. um. Yeah, it's 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 bizarre. <laughs> yeah, we can move on to the uh, Penn State game, and then we can uh, cover all this later. Yeah, sure. Uh, so yeah, Penn State, uh, they bounced back. They won forty-five fourteen in Bloomington. Uh, it was good to see them come out and get a dominant win because uh, we've talked about it before. They've had their uh, string of bad luck, I'll say bad luck, but like not looking good after a loss. And they could have still, you know, been dwelling on the Ohio State loss, but they came out and pummeled the Hoosiers. So it was good to see. Um, you know, they ran well. Uh, the freshman backs, again, were outstanding. Katron Allen led with 86 yards on 18 carries, and he had three touchdowns. Um, he also had two receptions for 72 yards. Uh, so he led the team in receiving yards, not a receiver, but yeah. uh, so that was impressive. And then Singleton also was good for 73 yards and a touchdown. Um, and I thought 
I mean, those guys have been good all year. They've really had a resurgence of the run game. But I think it was even more impressive because the offensive line had three starters out. And they did it with a patchwork offensive line. In the past, I would have been like, oh, we, <laughs> we'd be screwed. But I think that shows that the offensive line has definitely come a long way in the last couple, you know, from a couple seasons ago where we've been really bad. I think it's finally yeah. made some significant improvement there. Yeah, they reinforced the depth on it for sure. Yeah, finally. Um, so uh, that that's good. Um, Clifford, he started, but he wasn't great. He threw a bad pick early. But, I mean, after that, he played mistake-free. He should have had a touchdown pass. It was dropped by Theo Johnson um, it, late, in the sec- uh, late in the first half. But um, he put that one right on the money. Uh, Theo just dropped it. Uh, but other than that, uh, he wasn't great, but he was serviceable. Yeah, you know? Didn't have to be. Yeah, he didn't have to be, especially with the run game was working. Yeah. Um, got some, got to see a lot of uh, Drew Allar in the second half, which was nice. He went nine for 12, 75 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, his first touchdown pass was in the back of the end zone. It was only a one-yard pass because it was right at the goal line, but it was like a frozen rope to the back of the end zone. It was pretty, pretty yeah. nice. The old Brett Favre method. Throw it <laughs> from the one yard line. Had the stats. <laughs> yeah, but it, I mean, just the there was a tight window. What I'm saying yeah. is like really tight. And if, if he can do that, it uh, a true freshman could do that. It, it you know, it's it's pretty nice. Um, yeah, bodes well for next season for sure. For sure. And then he had. I was also paying attention to how he had control of the the line of scrimmage too. And he, he worked the pre-snap pretty well. So it seems like he's definitely learning uh, from Clifford and the, and the, you know, and the offensive staff um, over on the defensive side of the ball. I thought they were just dominant. They had six sacks, 16 tackles for loss and uh, three interception. And just like Wisconsin, they also held uh, Indiana under two, 200 yards total offense. So yeah. very impressive. I mean, yeah, Indiana's, struggling they're terrible right now they yes. can't figure out who their quarterback is they, you know they don't even know who their running backs are i don't know when you look at their uh the box score for this game it's like the three quarterbacks going on there's like eight guys with rushing stats and <laughs> well i i mean None they did they did either. yeah penn state did knock out uh the starter quarter starting quarterback jack tuttle he got sacked and landed on uh they landed on his shoulder wrong and he he never came back into that game so um he was actually he was decent on their one touchdown drive in the in the first quarter he you know he's fooling penn state he had a lot of um he had some rushes there they weren't they couldn't slow him down um i know he only ended up it says 10 attempts for eight yards they added all the sack yards in there uh but he was getting some good uh good rushing yards uh when he was in but um once Penn State knocked him out it kind of was all she wrote there uh, yeah. so yeah Indiana has been bad uh we've talked about they're just not a very good team but they've lost six in a row yeah but started out three and oh now they're three and six yep but Penn State did what they were supposed to do. A top 15 team needs to take care of business against teams like that. And they yeah, never they, let Indiana in. They blew them out 31 points. Yep. Pretty impressive. So can't, can't complain. They got bounced back from the Ohio state uh, loss and uh, keep on going. Uh, there are seven and two now. And I, I think a New York six bowl game is still in play for them. Uh, I was seeing some scenarios that, now that Alabama lost uh, Saturday night to LSU, that kind of throws a little monkey wrench into it because they might have a. Some people thought they might have a path to the Orange Bowl, but that might be blocked because LSU is probably not going to make the playoff. But LSU, LSU or Alabama could end up in the Orange Bowl. But there's actually still a path for Penn State to make it to the Rose Bowl if Ohio State and Michigan both make the playoff. Uh, which is a possibility if that game, if their game is close uh, and it's the loser takes their only loss and they could still end up in the top four, depending on championship weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't really thought about that part of it. I figured they'd be basically playing for the playoff spot, but I guess 
there's only a handful of other one-loss teams mm-hmm. and your only losses to either Michigan or Ohio State. You know, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I think Alabama's made the playoff without winning the SEC West, right? Yeah. I think they yeah. did it a couple years ago. So, yeah, they did. Yeah, it's, it's, it's possible. So the Big Ten rules are if they are going to take the – if the Big Ten champion is in the playoff, they will take the highest-ranked – team a big 10 team in the college football playoff rankings the final ones and if michigan or ohio state the loser of that game is also in the playoff then the next in theory penn state would be the next next highest big 10 team Uh, so so that's a possibility that they could end up in the rose bowl i guess the cotton bowl is also the possibility too um but they just got to win out they have three winnable games they got maryland they have uh, Rutgers and Michigan State, and um, they should be favored in all three of them. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, yeah I think they're going to go ten and two. Those next three games are all pretty winnable. I mean, if Michigan State, if that was in East Lansing, maybe. But uh, yeah, yeah, I like our chances that it's at 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 home. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. I like I like the future of the team. That bodes bodes well for the future. A lot of young talent. The uh, there was a true freshman involved in all six of their touchdowns. So that that's pretty good. Nice. Um, so I, I like I like the talent on the team. And if they can go to ten and two, it's a good uh, could be a, could be a good springboard in the next season. Yeah. Um, but let's go around the rest of the conference. Uh, we. We'll start with Michigan State at Illinois. Uh, Sparty won 23-15. Burt. Burt yeah. lost. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, I couldn't really explain to you how exactly no, that I... happened. But, uh, I mean, Illinois outgained them. Didn't even really turn the ball over. I think they had one fumble. And I don't know. They just weren't getting the ball in the end zone, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a weird game. Uh, like, yeah, Sparty just made a few more plays. I guess yeah. like, I watched some of it, and I was like, it just it. I don't know. I mean, Spartans were like, they were. It was more like bend not break. I guess like they suddenly had a defense that stopped them from scoring points, and ultimately that's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, somehow they were up twenty three seven, and like I don't know. When you look at it, it's like Tommy DeVito, 288 yards, two touchdowns, pretty good game. Then you're like, oh, well, maybe Chase Brown didn't do anything. Well, he had 33 carries, 136 yards, which average per carry, not the greatest, 4.1, but still. I don't know. It's hard to explain how they lost. Don't know. I mean, Stats don't tell the whole tale. I mean, yeah, for sure. You can Jaylen win all Berger, the stats, but Jalen Berger did look pretty good too on some of his runs. Mm-hmm. They needed him on some third down runs. He was able to get past the chains. Yeah, so, but like you said, like they they just they split on turnovers. Each one had one turnover, so it's not like yeah. Illinois was turning over the ball a ton. Um, yeah. It's just just a weird game how yeah you can win all the stats time of possession total yards yeah first downs first downs everything. but what matters is the scoreboard less, and... <laughs> illinois had less penalties yeah yeah it's just crazy but yeah they just couldn't get in the end zone yeah and, and michigan state's defense did this without significant players out you know they yeah. had uh eight players out a tunnel defense and five of those players had significant playing time to this point. So they had some contributors there out and they still ended up winning the game. So as, as, as a result of the, the uh, tunnel incident yeah. in Michigan. So in Champaign too. I mean, yeah. I guess hats off to Mel Tucker and crew did, yeah. did enough to get the W. Yeah. We both said, uh, last week that Illinois was probably going to win that game and get to eight wins. And so I, I'm, I thought Michigan state was kind of in shambles after what happened at Michigan or yeah, and and expect the field. them to bounce back at, like they did. No, I thought they were going to kind of just call it a season at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess they're still fighting. 
Yeah, I guess maybe Illinois thought that too and didn't come in ready. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just looking at. Yeah, you were like, you're right about Jalen Berger. He had some good runs there. Um, yeah. Yeah, I never thought too much of him, but it's probably the first game that he's actually looked pretty good. Mm hmm. Well, Sparty, they're still in line for a bowl game. Uh, what's their remaining? I'm bringing up the remaining schedule. They yeah, are Rutgers, four and five. Indiana. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to do it. They might do it because they. Yeah. they uh, they should beat Rutgers. They should beat Indiana. Yeah, they got those both at home too. Yeah, they're and, gonna get uh, the six and six. I know that's a far yeah, cry from their last last season when they end up in the New Year's Six Peach Bowl, but it's still, um, with as much you know turmoil as they've had this year, I think that's pretty impressive. Just get yeah, scraped together I mean, with six wins. I was just watching. Seahawks game earlier uh, <laughs> and Kenneth Walker the third I mean I think he was doing shouldering a lot of the heavy lifting last season yeah basically their whole yeah. team yeah that's pretty good yeah yeah Still he looking was pretty good in the yeah. NFL all right uh moving on to Iowa at Purdue and all I have to say about this game because you texted me in the middle of it and said you thought that Iowa had to secretly change their play caller <laughs> and not tell yeah, anybody. That's, that's the only way that they were winning that game. Petrus uh, had two touchdown passes. Iowa had a running back with 200 yards rushing. Yeah, Caleb, Caleb Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. I mean, someone was calling the plays who wasn't a Ferentz offspring. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say. <laughs> I yeah I don't know it was unusual Hawkeye offense and that's two weeks in a row now I I was I thought Northwestern was Northwestern but now they did it against Purdue but Purdue's not a great defense but they're better than Northwestern yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know, know what that's... Purdue is I guess maybe they just uh fooled us in the first half of the season or something and they're not really that good maybe that's that's yeah offensively they were terrible they only scored three points i know iowa's defense is good um it's been the one yeah. part of their team that has been consistently good all year but boy they only scored three points and o'connell was bad he only threw for 168 yards and he had two picks no touchdowns i wonder if he's got some lingering issues from when he was injured yeah, but also, uh, in this loss and their loss to Wisconsin, I mean, seems like the guy's just mainly keying in on Charlie Jones, and that's about the extent of who he wants to pass it to for any sort of, I don't know, consistent yardage. Stinks for Charlie Jones losing to his former team. <laughs> yeah. Although he did have 104 yards. He did. He got 11 catches. But it's all for naught. Yeah. yeah, and then Purdue, yeah, they're – I mean, they're going to get – their remaining schedule. So they have Illinois next. We'll preview that game. They have Northwestern and Indiana after that. So they'll they'll get okay. to the bowl eligibility. But, yeah. boy, does that – I mean, they had some yeah. winnable games in there that this could have been a better season than seven wins. Yeah. I feel like there's going to be a lot of six and six uh... – West teams here. Mm, probably. A lot of them just barely bowl eligible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at Minnesota. Well, they're six and three. They might be a little over. Wisconsin might be six, six. Yeah. Yeah. Nebraska's still technically alive, but they probably won't make a bowl game. No. I think uh, Wisconsin's going to have to beat them to make a bowl game, probably. Mm hmm. All right. Uh, Minnesota, Nebraska. I don't have much to say about this game. I, I guess Nebraska was up um, in this this one, and Minnesota came back and won, and they got their sixth win. They got their bowl eligibility. Um, I didn't see much of it. I don't know how, if you watched any of this game, Corey. No, I didn't watch too much either. And no, uh, Tanner Morgan was uh, not looking great. 
It says he was six for eight. Six for eight, for 30 but 38 yards. yards. Yeah. yeah. A couple of dink and dunks. They're going to have to get that sorted out if they want to do anything more than go six and six at this point because with Ethan Kaliak Manis, you're not going to be any even decent team. Yeah, I mean, Ibrahim was good. He had over 100 yards again, yeah. 128 yards, two touchdowns. But, yeah, they were te- down 10 nothing in halftime. Yeah. Um, and then they sh- uh, only allowed a field goal in the second half while they scored 20 points. Um, but, boy, oof. Looking at Morgan's stats, like he was – he must have been sacked a bunch. Yeah, he, just, <laughs> he was five times, I think. Um. In the first half. Yeah, I just... He did, he did get hurt, I guess, right at the end of the first half. Okay. So he didn't get benched straight up, but I don't know how bad he was injured for them to go to the backup. I mean, when you're playing that badly, you know, any little Nick, they want to go to the backup because you need something to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, good old Minnesota. They got their... You're back on a, a little bit of a winning streak now. Um, yeah, I guess they'll get they'll get seven wins at least at this Northwestern game next, but then Iowa and Wisconsin. They'll be, be tough. Yeah, that, I mean those are going to be really tough games for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, surprisingly, uh, resurgent Iowa after we've been trashing yeah. most of this podcast. Uh, don't <laughs> worry, I remember. So that's why uh, when it comes to stock up. Uh, make up for it. <laughs> um, Ohio State at Northwestern. I don't know what more to say about this game besides weather. I mean, Ohio State was not good. They won 21-7. They were down 7 nothing for a good stretch of this game. Uh, CJ Stroud, uh, he had more rushing yards than he did passing. He had 79 rushing yards and only 76 passing yards. Um. I was watching it, and I felt like it was terrible game plan. Like, with the weather and everything, just grind out a win. And they kept on trying to pass downfield, and it just wasn't working out. Yeah, when he's 10 for 26, you know, it's not great. Yeah. Yeah, I think it shows that Ohio State, for as good as they are, I mean, they're a passing team first. Yeah. Um, if yeah, something they, happens or that's not there, they they can struggle. Yeah. I mean in the second half they turned it, you know, to Mayan Williams and he started to get he grinded it out, started getting more carries and um yeah, with Trayvon Henderson out, um, that probably hurt a little bit. I thought they wouldn't even need him, but obviously they <laughs> you know, Northwestern probably played their best game of I mean, the year and still came up short, but Yeah, so he's out. So you got Mayan Williams. I mean, you don't have another guy. They got to have other five-star guys just hanging out on the bench. Yeah, know? I'm not sure about that. They didn't give anyone else a handoff other than a, they let a wide receiver try to run it twice, and that was it. Yeah, Buka had a couple carries. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't – yeah, I don't – Northwestern, look at that. They controlled the clock too. They had 13 more minutes of time of possession there. I mean, they tried to – they tried their best. They just couldn't uh, – um, they had over 200 yards on the ground. Um, just, you know, Ohio State's sheer talent discrepancy there, you know, eventually won out. Yeah. But there's definitely some flaws there. And, and but I mean, Yeah, they're going to have to uh, go back to the drawing board on the defense. They're giving up 200 rushing yards to Northwestern. What's Michigan going to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know, I know the uh, the the weather, you know, again, but again, it affected both teams, and um, I, you can't use that as an excuse. So maybe it'll be an eye opener for Ohio State, and they will yeah. go so, back to destroying teams. But that's not a typical Ohio State team against an overmatched team. They should have won by a lot more than fourteen. Right. If- Wisconsin would have went into Columbus and lost twenty-one to seven earlier this season. I would have been ecstatic, but yeah, <laughs> I've been like, oh, that we almost had him. But yep. yeah, so that's pretty crazy. But I guess we'll see when they go to Michigan the last week of the season. We'll see how the weather is there. 
But that kind of brings me to my main beef with the Big Ten Championship being in one central location in Indy instead of like touring around to other uh, locations is that it benefits Ohio State so much with uh, being indoors like that. Yeah, I see that. I think there's been talk of moving it around, and that's a possibility, yeah, but I think, I think it at should. least. I think at least through next season, it's still going to be an indie. I would like to see it rotate to some of the professional stadiums. Lambo, Lambo, in particular. Sure, but I mean, uh, even U.S. Soldier, Bank. Soldier, yeah, Soldier Field. Field. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you could do it at wherever the Lions play. I don't even know what it's called anymore. The Silver Dome. Ford Ford Field. Yeah, Ford still- Field. Yeah. <laughs> Silver Dome, man, you're going back there. <laughs> That's about the last time I ever cared about the Lions. <laughs> they don't have Barry Sanders or Calvin Johnson. I don't even bother watching. They don't even bother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, I get it. Yeah. Big time weather should be a factor in a game. Yeah, it it for a fast track team like Ohio State, it definitely yeah. helps them. So hopefully, hopefully we'll see some inclement weather in Michigan for that last week. It's going to be in, in Columbus, though. The game's in Columbus this year. All right. Sorry, yeah, I was but... looking at the wrong schedule. <laughs> I thought I was looking at uh, yeah. Michigan's. Michigan yeah. won last year at home, and right. I know we've talked about it. We were like, there's no way they're going into Columbus, but I don't know. They might. Yeah, if they can get some crappy weather in there, that'll help. Yeah. And that uh, brings us to our last game, Michigan at Rutgers. Uh, Rutgers led this game at halftime 17-14. It was the first time Michigan was down at half uh, this year, and then it was a complete domination in the second half. I don't know if Michigan was just toying with them in the first half. I I don't know, but uh, either way, Michigan took care of business. Yeah, I don't have the exact numbers here. They scored like three touchdowns in like a minute 45 or something yeah. like that in the third quarter. <laughs> yeah, it was something it was it was three touchdowns in under two minutes. I know yeah. that. Uh so yeah, they they were completely dominant in the second half, scored thirty-eight unanswered points. Um just just completely obliterated Rutgers. Yeah. Um, uh again. Corum Edwards combined for over 200 yards. Actually, they both had 109 each. Um, Corum had the touchdowns. Uh, McCarthy had a rushing touchdown. He also passed for two. Um, yeah, just Edwards, not. Edwards is looking like their best wide receiver, even. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rutgers turned over the ball three times. Uh, Michigan, yeah. Michigan had the ball for almost 38 minutes, so they just controlled everything. Rutgers... Well, I mean, one of Rutgers' touchdowns came off a punt block in in the in the first half, um, but then they did go. They scored another one on their on an offensive drive, which was impressive. But yeah, other than that, they just couldn't do anything in the second half. And I think uh, Greg Schiano, I was watching when they went into halftime, and um, Greg Schiano says they don't give awards out for first halves. And sure enough, he was right. he was right. Uh, they yeah. did not deserve anything after that. They didn't yeah. do anything. Um, the game so. may have played out weirdly, but the final score is pretty much exactly what you would have expected. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I expected Ohio State to do to Northwestern, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's why right now I think Michigan has the upper hand. Yeah, um, yeah I was just expecting the same. Like when. That Ohio State Northwestern game was close at half. I figured Ohio State would eventually run away with it. Mm-hmm. They never did. All right. Our next segment is the power rankings. Um, Corey, let me know if you have any qualms with what I have. You might. I have rearranged some things this week, uh, except for the bottom four. Uh, bottom four teams they remain the same: Northwestern, Indiana, Rutgers, Nebraska. All at the bottom. They don't. That they didn't win, none of them, and yeah. they all deserve to be down there. That's ba- I think they'll all stay there probably the rest of the season. I don't think there'll be yeah. any changes there. As far as not winning, Northwestern did basically kind of play the game of their life and uh, still, still came up fourteen. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um. So, but uh, number ten, I put Purdue. They dropped. 
three spots. Then I was like, are they really that bad though? But I was like, then they lost to Iowa. Iowa's not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd say they are that bad. Uh, so yeah, I dropped them the most this week. They they they're down to number ten. So therefore, I moved up teams ahead of them. Uh, Michigan State is at number nine uh, after their win at uh, against Illinois. I moved Iowa up a spot uh, to number eight, and I moved Minnesota up to number seven. What do you what do you think of that in that area? You think that's all right? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I think it's good for now. Um, maybe you maybe make an argument for Minnesota being above Maryland, but yeah, it's not worth arguing over six and seven right now. Yeah, so I put. I put Maryland at number six. I dropped them down behind Wisconsin uh, at number five. Only makes sense there since Wisconsin did just beat them. Um, and then I moved Illinois down to number four uh, after their loss to Michigan State. Really can't explain it, as we've said. I'm not sure how they did. Um, but one could yeah. almost make an argument right now. You can move them down further because they just – Yeah, well, I mean, they lost, but they didn't really look that bad. So yeah. Is pretty good, and overall, I mean, they have a lot more wins than Wisconsin does, so it'd be kind of tough to put them lower than Wisconsin. It's true, and they did beat Wisconsin, yeah. Although, yeah. if that matchup is happens again right now, and if it happened in Madison, I would say Wisconsin's winning it, yeah. I mean, it'd at least be a lot closer than 34 7 or whatever it was, but mm-hmm. yeah. So then, think... the t- well, go ahead. Uh, they just caught us on one of their best days. Yeah. Um, and then the top three. So Penn State moves back up to number three. I think there's a clear line here, too. I still think Penn State is better than the everybody else below them. Yeah. Um, you have two elite teams. You have one pretty good team. And then I'm not sure about the rest. You might have eh, okay teams in no, there. I mean, I think you'll see Illinois' teams. true colors if – they do hold out and win the Big Ten championship in the West and make it to the Indianapolis, then I think you'll see them get dominated and see that they're not that great. I'd be interested to see if they play Michigan twice. <laughs> they're going to play once. wonder if Michigan yeah, beats true. Ohio State and then they have to play them again. We'll see if how the rematch yeah, so I guess Yeah, I guess you don't have to wait all the way until Indy to see how good they are. Mm-hmm. see him get pounded on by Michigan before yeah, that. Yeah, that game is in Ann Arbor, too, and I, I expect uh, Illinois to lose yeah. um, in two weeks. But, yes, I have a change at the top. Uh, I flipped Michigan and Ohio State just based on yesterday's results. I think Michigan looked a lot better. I know they were both playing bad teams, but Michigan took care of business, especially in that second half. Yeah, they let Rutgers hang around for a half, but all Northwestern was in it. They all, you know, yeah. they had a chance uh, in that game. Uh, I mean, Ohio State, uh, the weather and everything, I, I get it. I know, but I just dropped them right now. Power, this is power rankings. And right now, Michigan looks like a better, more complete team, whereas Ohio State really needs their pass game to be going. And when it's not yeah. going, it's it's not going. So Yeah, Michigan could play in any weather do what they're gonna do yeah because they have a run game yeah <laughs> um ohio state's run game is not fully functioning right now i'm not sure like penn state held them down you know um last week well for a lot of that game they held them down and, and northwestern did did the same thing so it's strange uh, yeah. ohio state needs some improvement um before they get to the michigan game um so we'll see but right yeah, now think, michigan uh... The outlook on the national championship for Ohio State, too, kind of took a hit. It's like, I don't see that team being able to go up against Georgia at all. They are not the number two team in the country. They didn't look like it. And we could talk about the college football playoff rankings at the end of the show real quick. I just have a few things to say about them. But uh, Michigan, yeah, top spot now. Um, I didn't think it would happen without Ohio State taking a loss, but – uh, they just did not look good. They played one of the worst games of the season, I thought. Mm. Um, but yeah, maybe it's just weather. Who knows? <laughs> um, uh, next segment, stock up, stock down. Who do you got for your stock up pick this week? Uh, I'm going to have to go with 
the Iowa Hawkeyes, just in general. Their defense was still pretty good. And, uh, yeah, offensive explosion. And after ripping on the whole state for basically the last, like, <laughs> six weeks and talking about how bad they are, I figured I should give them a little shout-out. And maybe they found something. I don't know. It could just be a fluke. But, yeah, whoever's calling the plays there has been doing a good job for the last two weeks. It's not Brian Ferentz. It's we're not, pretty, not. Yeah, we're pretty convinced that it's not yeah. Brian Ferentz. I'm convinced they don't even give him a headset that's actually connected to anything. <laughs> I gave him like a Fisher Price headset. Doesn't even have a cord and there's no batteries in it. <laughs> uh, yeah, my stock up pick this week, um, going with a homer pick. Uh, Katron Allen, the freshman running back from Penn State. He led the team in rushing with 86 yards. He had three touchdowns. He also led the team in receiving yards with uh, two receptions for 72 yards. Uh, one was just a little dump pass, and he took it for 45. Uh, Cliff was in trouble, and he just had to. He saw him at the last second, threw it off to the left, and then Allen did the rest with blocking downfield. That was pretty nice. Um, but yeah, the kids, kids, good. I think both Allen and Singleton are really good running backs. But it looks like Allen just has that that extra, you know, burst that you know a little bit more power about him. Um, can find that hole. A um, little bit more vision, maybe. Uh, Singleton has a heck of a, you know, he's a firework. <laughs> you know, if, if he gets out in space, he's going to be gone. But um, Allen just has uh, has that, like, how he runs. is just like he's going to get four or five yards of carry. And I think, yeah. uh, I think that's impressive right now for the freshman. So I'm going to give him the props this week as um, he had a really good game. Yeah, early on in the season, I thought Singleton was going to be the better running back. But uh, I think that that's been proven wrong, and Allen has looked a little bit better overall. Not that Singleton's looked bad, but yeah, it hasn't looked as good. Yeah, it's good to have uh, two running backs, though, yeah. like that. And both of them, I saw today that both of them now have tied the freshman uh, touchdown record for, for the team at nice. eight touchdowns each, so that they'll probably b- break it with three games left in a bowl game. I think that's pretty, pretty awesome. Of course, most of our history, we barely played freshmen before in the past. So under Paterno, but um, that they are getting their, uh, getting their uh, due and their carries. They're both really good running backs, but yeah, Allen this week gets the stock up pick. Uh, who's your stock down for this week? I'm going with Tanner Morgan. Uh I don't know if he just wasn't right yet from his injury or what's going on, but he looked pretty bad. It was down 10 nothing to Nebraska, which is pretty pathetic for any decent team. But if, if he can't get his things going right, Minnesota's in big trouble for the rest of the season because they have the backup is just not going to cut it. Yeah. Yeah, look what he did against Penn State. He couldn't do much of anything outside yeah. of one – one decent drive. Um, yeah, they're going to be in trouble. You're right. Uh, they can't They can't rely on Ibrahim for everything. No, if they don't have any sort of threat with the pass game and they can just key in on Ibrahim, uh, he's not going to get his 100 yards against Iowa or Wisconsin. Oh, no. Especially Iowa. I mean, yeah. your defense is pretty good too, and it seems to be coming along now. Um and we didn't even talk about that. I'm going to jump in a little here. When are they going to give uh, the full-time gig to... Uh... They're still holding out. Um, uh, I think they want to do like a... You know, where you go through all the motions and interview a few people and make it look like you actually uh, put it up for like a fair... I don't know what you call it, but they they'll do it. I think at the end of the season. I, I just think he's the dude, Jim Leonard. Yeah. Um, he hasn't done anything that would make you like scratch your head and be like, I don't know if this guy knows what he's doing. Like he's done fine. He wasn't going to just come in and start playing lights out and blowing everyone out. Cause he's still got the same players that they had before that sucked. Yeah. But, uh, 
Yeah, I think I think the job says I'm just not sure what they're exactly waiting on. Yeah, I mean, outside of that double overtime loss that we witnessed live, uh, he's done a pretty good job. Yeah, um, and that wasn't all him. I we t- talked extensively about that what happened yeah. in that game, um, but. Uh, I I think the job is his. So, but yeah, maybe they'll give some interviews to others. But I really think they want him. That should mm-hmm. be the that should be the guy um, moving forward. It looks like he's he's going to be the one to present his vision of how he wants to take Wisconsin forward. Yeah, I mean, the smart move would be to do it as soon as possible because I mean, then you can get your recruiting on track and things, but. Yeah, I just think they're going to – they, like, have a search firm or something, I think, on it. So, yeah, it's okay, going to be okay. a little while, but I don't think they're going to come up with anything better than Leonard. I mean, we're only – we're about – you're right about the recruiting. They're about a month away from mm. from uh, early signing day. So, if they want to yes. keep, keep guys there and let them know, hey, we're, we're going to be stable with Leonard here, um, they better make a move quick. Yeah. I'd like to see it as soon as possible, but I think it'll be a little bit, but he's the guy. Mm -hmm. Um, My stock down this week is uh, CJ Stroud's Heisman hopes. (laughs) I think, I think we could put that the rest. I mean, that was not, I mean, he was still, he still was pretty good. He had a pretty good season, but boy, against Northwestern, you got to put upside whether or not, man, that's that was really really bad and um yeah. like People i said we were expecting five touchdowns yeah no he didn't have any touchdowns and like i said earlier he had more rushing yard three more rushing yards than he had passing yards uh that was just a really bad day uh for yeah. him and you can say what you want about the weather being shady which yeah it was but i mean just look at uh northwestern's quarterback he threw it 12 less times, had the same number of completions, had three more yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, that guy figures out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think we'll be seeing Stroud in New York at the end of the season. I just have a feeling. Although I don't know. I never pay attention much. To, you know, Heisman has become such a quarterback award. Yeah. And, I mean, he's um, not going to win it for sure. I mean, maybe they'll invite him just because who knows who they decide to invite and whatever. But yeah, I think it's just based on it's based on like votes and how many votes they're getting. Like, and I, I'm not sure when they're you know when voting is all. If there's a window of voting, if they've already started voting, I don't know all that because I think it's just become such a quarterback award. That's basically what it is. But there could be somebody like Blake Corum that sneaks in there this year because he's had a really impressive year. Yeah, there um, should be. I mean, yeah. I'd like to see running back win it sometime. They're the guys that really uh, take the most pounding. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's had a solid year, so he should at least get an invite. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know about Stroud. Yeah, he might get an invite still. Maybe I'm jumping the gun on that that we won't see him in New York. But yeah, that he's was not a... going to win it. But he might. Yeah, be Heisman. A Heisman winner doesn't have a game like that, and no. you can blame it all on the weather, but there's, yeah, not good. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe he has a huge game against Michigan and all is forgotten about the Northwestern game, but we'll see. Um, So our last segment, well, second to last segment, because I said I do want to talk about the college football playoff a little bit. Um, uh, We'll preview week 11. Uh, we'll start with the Maryland at Penn State game. Uh, I think Penn State opened up as a 12-point favorite uh, at home. That's probably fairly accurate. Almost, almost two scores. Um, yeah. Well, two almost two touchdowns. Um, I think so. The Terps are coming in off a loss. I think they will be angry, and they kind of treat Penn State as a as a rivalry. Um, but Penn State doesn't, so <laughs> um, this is not a rivalry game to us. Yeah, so, but I think Penn State, being that they have they are getting the running game going, doesn't matter what their offensive line looks like. Sure, it'd be great to have the starters back next week, but it seems like they're putting it together even with some guys out. I think 
and you know look what wisconsin just did against maryland's uh rush defense i think um penn state will have a field day they'll they'll keep it simple and just run a lot and i think they'll be able to have success that way that way and they should be able to defeat maryland and this is the toughest yeah. game left on their schedule but i penn state's schedule but i think i think they should take it to maryland by at least two scores if not three or four yeah I, penn state's gonna be able to score at will the question is gonna be if Maryland's offense is going to rebound from how bad they looked, possibly due to weather, possibly due to Talia not being 100%, whatever. But, uh, yeah, so Penn State's going to score at will. Maryland will score a few points, but, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking something like 35-17, somewhere around there. Like Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, the weather right now, I look I, – early indication it's going to be cold but doesn't look like it's going to be anything crazy like rain yeah. or wind or anything like uh, it was this the wind week. is a big factor for sure yeah for a passing game yeah and you're right about talia he hasn't yeah, he, he hasn't t- looked healthy since you know since he took the hit he hasn't game. and we um i mean we got after him too so he's probably still a little banged up mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know Penn State's going to get after him as well, yeah. so yeah, it could be a long day, another long day for Maryland. Yeah. Um, the Wisconsin game, that's basically a push, uh, an even uh, line. Iowa right now is a one-point <laughs> favorite at home. I think that's the uh, casino is just getting so worried about how inconsistent these two teams are. <laughs> yeah. There's been no consistency at all season between either of them but um yeah i mean it's always tough going to kinnick i was maybe found something maybe not i don't know i I mean probably homer pick but i'd take wisconsin in a pretty low scoring affair maybe i don't know 21 14 something like that that would be the under because right now the over under is 36 all right (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, it's hard to say if Iowa is, is really finding something offensively, uh, but it's also hard to trust Mertz. You yeah, know? I mean, everything's been so inconsistent on both sides. That it's like, I mean, it could be, you know, all of a sudden Iowa goes back to their old self and Wisconsin shines and it's 42 nothing or something, but it's not going to happen, <laughs> unlikely. But, I don't see that against Iowa's defense. It'll be tough. Uh, yeah. But there will be healthy doses of Braylon Allen trying to punch through um, for sure against Iowa's defense. Um, it's going to be a close one. I will pick Wisconsin 20 to 17. All right. If so, you don't like watching defense, uh, you're not going to like watching this game. No. Well, <laughs> it's on the same. Be- there's not going to be a lot of great offense showcased in this one. No, it's on the at the same time as the Penn State game, so I'm not gonna, I probably won't watch a lot of it. Well, yeah. I won't get a chance to see because I'll be watching. But I'll try to flip it, flip during the commercials. Um, going around the rest of the conference, we'll start with uh, Purdue and Illinois. Uh, Illinois is a six-and-a-half-point favorite at home. I'd say – Illinois wins this one, but it's not going to be pretty. Yeah, um, Purdue's just, uh, they lost it. Whatever they had going early on, they lost it. And I, don't, I don't think they're going to get it back this year. Mm-hmm. Well, they do have remaining games, uh, we said, against Northwestern and Indiana, so they should be able to get the seven wins, but I don't think this will be their sixth win. No. Um, Illinois will bounce back from from this loss um they yeah it was an anomaly i don't know how they lost to michigan state just stat wise i think illinois will do you know do what they want they'll they'll bounce back and it's another home game for them uh i see them winning uh 27 to 13 is my prediction that seems fair. Illinois might even score more than that, 34, somewhere around there. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're just going to go back to what they know running the ball, and I don't think Purdue's going to be able to do much to stop it. Mm-hmm. 
another game, Nebraska at Michigan. This won't be close either. Michigan is a 29-point favorite, and I think they covered. They're just <laughs> they're they're rolling right now. Uh Nebraska, they're just trying to get to the end of the season, I think. Um, and see yeah. what uh, if they I've heard rumors that Mickey Joseph might be the guy to go, uh, that they'll keep him, but it's all rumors. It's all rumors right now, so yeah. we'll, we'll see. Um He's not doing a bad job, but he doesn't uh, have a lot to work with there. Yeah. Um, so I'd okay. just be surprised that Nebraska would stick with the name like that. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Michigan will. This might be another one. Maybe Michigan will just, you know, be uh, fooling around for a half and then blow them out again <laughs> in the second. Yeah. Um, I can see that. Michigan, I mean, they do take a little bit of time to kind of get established, you know. They got to start beating the guys up in, in the trenches and then kind of start exerting their dominance later on. Yeah, once even the run game gets going. Yeah, even against Penn State, I mean, they're moving the ball, but they just couldn't get in the end zone. They didn't have it in the yeah. red zone quite yet. And then once they got it going, yeah, it was all over. Yeah, so Michigan might put another 50 spot on the board on this one. Yeah. Could see it. Uh, next we have Indiana, Ohio State. Ohio State's a 40 uh, point favorite in this one. They just, what were they like? What was the, it was 40, I think, or something like that for the Northwestern game. Yeah, they didn't cover. I don't know. Bad for Indiana here because uh, they're gonna be uh trying to make up for that close game by trying to score like 70 in this one. As long as the weather's not bad, they'll probably bounce back and just cruise. Yeah. But uh, maybe, maybe, maybe betters will uh, take pause though. Cause there was probably a lot of betters that said, Oh, they'll, they'll cover, they'll cover for sure. And they lost a lot against Northwestern. So I don't know. I see. 63 nothing or something. Future oh. <laughs> for this one. The Ohio State's going to be running it up. Stroud's going to be trying to resurrect his Heisman campaign. Mm. Yeah. Know, it's not a good spot for Indiana. Yeah, probably, probably not. And Indiana's just, yeah, they're going to look good in the early part of the season that they're they could get to a bowl but they're not going to get to a bowl because they're about to take their seventh straight loss yeah um next Rutgers at michigan state uh ruck uh michigan state's a 12 point favorite at home uh they seem to have started getting things going again yeah they didn't Put up a lot of yards, but didn't matter against Illinois. They got the scoreboard win. That's what <laughs> that's what matters. Um, yeah. I think Sparty wins this one. I don't like Rutgers' chances going on the road. Um, Michigan State seems to, like I said, put is putting something together, and they have some yeah. Rutgers and Indiana next. They they they're looking for bowl now that they got that unexpected win against Illinois. Now they're looking for a bowl game. Um, just to try to get the extra practices and everything. So I think yeah, they win. Rutgers are terrible and Michigan State's all right. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. Michigan State's going to win this game. I'm not sure that it's going to be a blowout just because Michigan State isn't great but uh, at scoring even. But Rutgers is pretty bad. Yeah, they have enough to – Rutgers – has a rotation of quarterbacks, so they they, <laughs> so they need to know. Yeah, um, when you don't have a solid starter, you don't have any quarterback. If you're yeah. just rotating in and out, guys. Dude, what kills me is that Rutgers, like basically their best wide receiver, Aaron Crookshank or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was on Wisconsin and he transferred from Wisconsin to Rutgers, and he was going to be a big part of the Wisconsin offense. And he bailed on us to go to Rutgers. I don't understand it. <laughs> don't know. I think he's from the New Jersey area, so that might well, have that, a part in it. But yeah, still, maybe man, going home. you're going to go to Rutgers? Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're not. I mean, I thought Shiano had him moving in the right direction, but. I mean, still, he, he might 
because they're better than they were. They're complete garbage. So without him, yes, when yeah. he was gone, but the Big Ten East is not like playing in the old Big East when he won all those games. Yeah, it's, it's a different beast, and I think he it. You know, I don't know how much success he's really going to have uh, long term. Um, but he'll, because of his success beforehand, he'll probably have a little bit more leeway. They're not going to fire him, um, you know, anytime yeah. soon. I think he's yeah. got a few more years to try to turn it around. Yeah, they'd kind of look like idiots for bringing him back and then having him on a short leash. Mm-hmm. And they might help out by. You know, after next season, most likely the divisions get scrapped and then they're not playing Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State every single year in Michigan State. Um, so, uh, last game of the week. I don't have much to say about this. Minnesota Northwest or Northwestern and Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota is a 17 and a half point favorite. Uh, Minnesota should win. Northwestern's yeah. just playing it out now. Uh, they did play well against Ohio State, but I don't know. I said Minnesota would be in trouble if Tanner Morgan didn't come back to, I don't know, being at least serviceable. Mm-hmm. But uh, that Minnesota could win this game with their backup. It's not going to be much. I think yeah. Northwestern had their uh, season-defining moment last week, just getting that close, and they'll pack it in the rest of the year. <laughs> you already said Fitzgerald doesn't care anymore. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Surprised he didn't show up with a bag over his head for the game. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, briefly, I wanted to take a look at the college football playoff rankings. I know we're late. We're going to get a new set on Tuesday. But four teams lost this week in the top ten. Uh, four in the top six. I mean, Tennessee and Georgia played each other, so one of them had to lose. Um but yeah, so Tennessee number one, they're already going to drop out of there. But Ohio State, I don't think is, I don't think they're number two team in the country right now. I think Georgia moves up to number one after beating Tennessee. Uh, I think they yeah, should. For sure. Um, and then Clemson, boy, did they get exposed against Notre Dame? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're looking at Georgia. You know, Ohio State won, so they're not going to get docked that much, unfortunately. They probably won't move out of two. I just don't think they yeah, look like think a two. Will. So you got Georgia, Ohio State. I mean, then you have to go with Michigan, I guess. Michigan. Yeah, Michigan yeah. will move up to three. And then I, I guess TCU moves up to four because they're the only other undefeated left. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, with Alabama losing to LSU, um, I would say that they're four. And then behind them, I guess it would be if we just move everybody, Oregon and USC won. So they'll probably move up to five and six, and then LSU might move up to seven. Yeah. That would that's how I I see it. But yeah, crazy. The first <laughs> the first uh week, uh you already have a bunch of teams already losing out. And typically I think a lot of times it's been where the number one team that starts there is uh they don't finish there. Um, yeah, this is wild. So I'm looking at it right now, and we have the top 25 teams. Nine of the top 25 teams lost this week. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yep. I mean, granted, a couple of these teams played each played other. Played each but... other, yeah. You Wake Forest, NC State, Texas, Kansas State, Tennessee, Georgia. Yeah. Um, so you had to have losses there, but... Yeah, there's definitely going to be a reshuffling all across the board. Um, But should be interesting. I I think, as I said earlier, I think Ohio State and Michigan could both end up. We've had two SEC teams there before. I think we could have two Big Ten teams this year, especially if they play close in their game. Which is wild because the conference as a whole is a bit down, I would say. Mm -hmm. It is. It's top heavy. Yeah. You could have those two teams there, it should be wild. One of them not even getting to play for the Big Ten Championship. Yeah. But maybe I'm just also hopeful because I want Penn State to end up in the Rose Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'll take any Big Ten or big uh 
New Year's Six game, whether it's an orange, cotton, whatever. Um, it would be good to bounce back from the last two seasons to get to a big bowl game. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what the rankings hold. But I think I, definitely the top four, I think we have it, has to be Georgia. Um, Ohio State probably won't move. And then um, Michigan moves the three. And then four would be TCU. So you have the undefeateds left at the top top four. Yeah. Um, although, of course, there could be SEC bias. And you could have LSU jump way up there just on their victory for Alabama. Who knows? Yeah, I could see some weird thing like that going on. But, uh, man, I don't know. TCU team does not seem that great to me, but they have some all right wins. You're you're undefeated. So as long as you remain undefeated. All right, next week, Texas guy. We'll see how he feels when they come into town. Okay. Does that is that game at Texas? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a big one. So. Yeah. So that's going to be kind of the decider because then they play Baylor and Iowa State, which they should be able to beat either of those two teams. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's our show for the evening. Uh, just a reminder: we're on all the major pro- podcast platforms. Uh, we have a Twitter at Nittany Badger. Uh, we also have email nitney and badger at gmail.com so we'd love to interact with our listeners um, and also if you enjoy our show give us a five-star review on apple or spotify um, and remember to subscribe and spread the word um, so thanks again for joining me Corey, and we'll have another good week of big 10 football to talk about next week yep see you all right see you